Islam's Response to Contemporary Issues, Chapter 1, Inter-Religious Peace Religious values have become redundant. Examining the overall religious scenario, one cannot fail to notice that in religion there seems to prevail a paradoxical situation today. In general, religion is losing its grip yet simultaneously tightening it in different areas. In some sections of society, in almost all religions, there seems to be a powerful swing back in the direction of dogmas with medieval rigidity and intolerance of opposition. On the moral side, religion is on the retreat, crime is rampant, truth is disappearing fast, equity and the deliverance of justice are on the verge of extinction, social responsibilities to the society are being ignored, and a selfish individualism is gaining strength in its stead even in such countries of the world as would otherwise claim to be religious. These and many other social evils, which are positive signs of a morally decadent society, have become the order of the day. If moral values in any religion form the life and soul of religion itself, then a progressive strangulation of these values can lead us to the inevitable conclusion that, while the body of religion is being resurrected, the soul is fast ebbing out of the body. So, what we observe in religion today the so-called revival of religion becomes tantamount to resurrecting dead corpses so that they walk about like zombies. In other areas, long stagnation and a lack of exciting developments generates boredom among religiously inclined people. Miraculous things which they expect to happen do not take place. The bizarre phenomenon of supernatural intervention in world events to change the world to their liking does not materialize. They want to see strange prophecies fulfilled to give credence to their faith, yet nothing materializes. Such are the people who provide fodder for new cults, which thrive on the humors of their frustrations. The urge to escape from the past generates a desire to fill the void with something new. Apart from these destructive trends, another extremely disturbing phenomenon, which, perhaps, is related to the revival of dogmas in religion, is threatening the peace of the world. With the rise of such dogmas, a toxic atmosphere is generated which proves fatal to the healthy spirit of dialogue and free flow of ideas. As if this were not enough, willful attempts by unscrupulous politicians, ever ready to exploit volatile situations to their own advantage, are being made to tarnish the image of religion itself. Again, historic interreligious uh, rivalries and feuds have their part to play. In addition, the so-called free media is generally controlled by unseen hands rather than being at liberty to play a completely neutral role in the affairs of the world. Therefore, when the media of a country with a predominant population belonging to one religion joins the battle in maligning the image of a rival religion, the scenario becomes very complex. The, the first victim of this melee is, undoubtedly, religion itself. I really feel deeply concerned and disturbed at what is happening in the world of religion today. There is a deep urgency for religions to make a genuine and serious effort to remove misunderstanding between them. I believe that Islam can deliver the goods with distinction in a manner that can fully satisfy our demands and requirements. To facilitate a better understanding, I have further categorized the subject into different sections. For instance, I believe that for a religion to be helpful in establishing peace in the world, it is essential that 
a religion which is universally capable of uniting man ultimately, must itself accept the universality of religion in the sense that human beings, whatever their color, race, or geographic denomination, are all creatures of the same creator. As such, they are equally entitled to receive divine instruction, if ever divine instructions were given to any section of human society. This view obviates the concept of monopolization of truth by any religion. All religions, whatever their name or doctrines or wherever they be found, and to whichever age they belong, have the right to claim the possession of some divine truth. Also, one has to admit that, despite the differences in their doctrines and teachings, religions are most likely to have a common ori origin. The same divine authority, which gave birth to any religion in one area of the world, must also have looked after the religious and spiritual needs of other human beings in other parts of the world and belonging to different ages. This exactly is the message of the Holy Quran, the sacred scripture of Islam. Universality of Prophethood The Holy Quran has the following to say in this regard. وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولًا أَنْ يَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُوا we did raise among every people a messenger with the teaching, worship Allah and shun the evil one. Secondly, the Holy Quran declares that, O Prophet ﷺ of God, you are not the only prophet in the world. We indeed sent messengers before thee. Of them are some who, whom we have mentioned to thee, and of them are some we have not mentioned to thee. The Holy Quran reminds the Holy Prophet of Islam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, In anta illa nadhir, inna arsalnaka bil haqqi bashiran wa nadhiran, wa in min ummatin illa khala fiha nadhir. Thou art but a warner. Verily, we have sent thee with the truth, as a bearer of glad tidings, and as a warner. And there is no people to whom a warner has not been sent. In view of the above, it is manifestly clear that Islam does not monopolize truth to the elimination of all other religions, but categorically declares that in all ages and in all parts of the world, God has been looking after the spiritual and religious needs of mankind by raising messengers who delivered the divine message to the people for whom they were raised and commissioned. All prophets are equal. The question arises that if there are so many prophets of God sent to all peoples of the world, in different parts of the world and in different ages, do they have the same divine authority? According to the Holy Quran, all prophets belong to God, and as such, in so far as their divine authority is concerned, they exercise such authority with equal force and strength. No one has a right to discriminate between one prophet and another. As far as the authenticity of their message is concerned, all prophets must be equal. This attitude of Islam towards other religions and their founders as well as minor prophets can work as a very important uniting and cementing factor between various religions. The principle that the authenticity of each prophet's revelation enjoys the same status can be used as a very powerful unifying force bringing various religions together. This, transform, this transforms the attitude of hostility towards the revelation of prophets of other religions to that of respect and reverence. This again is the clear and logical position 
taken by the Holy Quran. Amana al-Rasulu bima unzila ilayhi min rabbihi wal mu'minun. Kullun amana billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi. La nufarriku bayna ahadin min rusuli. Wa qalu sami'na wa atana. This messenger, the holy founder of Islam sallam, believes in that which was revealed to him before from his Lord, which was revealed to him from his Lord. And so do the believers. All of them believe in Allah and in his angels and in his books and in his messengers saying, we make no distinction between any of his messengers. And they say, we have heard and we are obedient. This subject is repeated in other verses of the Holy Quran. For instance, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَكْفُرُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَيُرِيدُونَ أَنْ يُفَرِّقُوا بَيْنَ اللَّهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَيَقُولُونَ نُؤْمِنُ بِبَعْضٍ وَنَكْفُرُ بِبَعْضٍ وَيُرِيدُونَ أَنْ يَتَّخِذُوا بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ سَبِيلًا أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْكَافِرُونَ حَقًّا وَأَعْتَدْنَا لِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابًا مُهِينًا وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَلَمْ يُفَرِّقُوا بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ أُولَئِكَ سَوْفَ يُؤْتِيهِمْ أُجُورَهُمْ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا Surely, those who disbelieve in Allah and His messengers and seek to make a distinction between Allah and His messengers and say, we believe in some and disbelieve in others and seek to take away in between, these really are the disbelievers. And we have pre- prepared for the disbelievers a humiliating punishment. And those who believe in Allah and in all of his messengers and make no distinction between any of them, to such he will soon give their rewards. And Allah is most forgiving, merciful. I stop at page 12.